You're listening to the Fox and the Phoenix podcast. Understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. I'm Savannah Hawk, cross-dresser and author of the Living with Cross-Dressing book series. And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of foxandhanger.com, a feminine styling and life coaching service for cross-dressers and transgender women. You're listening to Blue Sky. Random conversations. Oh my God. (laughs) I feel like you're so corny sometimes. Oh man, I'm totally corny. Which is what I love about you, but sometimes the corn gets stuck between my teeth and I have to, I have to then like reciprocate with another corny, like to match, but I just, that's just not me. So it's so, a corn, you're trying to be a corn off? It's not a corn off. It's just me trying not to give you a sour ass put down that feels like so super rude because I'm such a counter corn. Does that make sense? <laughs> so it's a, it's a counter corn Instead of counterculture. It. Oh, it's torture, like torture, but with a corn. No, I was, I was thinking culture. I was trying to figure oh. out if that would work. That did see again. That's where the pun falls flat. So see, so, and I may not get it to alley it, or I would if I get it, but sometimes right. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's okay. Trust me. I rode my... the short bus. <laughs> <sighs> hey, that just means that you got uh, you know more more room to yourself. I think. And more individualized attention, which I needed. There you go. See? So I, last night, as I was setting up, right? I I did air quotes like very close to my body because it's something that my imposter syndrome is working on. Okay. But as I was legitimately setting up last night and I was putting the light ring together and the, the mic together and I was getting organized, I just felt this overwhelming feeling of like giddiness and just gratitude that for this for for the work we're doing like Ah, for the fact that this is an actual occurrence in my life that it's something we get to record every sunday it's just like you and i we have all of our other stuff going on in our life and so especially when we're in busy work mode whether it be writing or lookbooks or your consulting or the the wide variety of parental and our our families there's not much time beyond like this moment and wednesday or maybe a friday where we when it when the podcast comes out where we get this surge right i haven't gotten to step back and just be like experience the fact and slow it down a dash and be like, this is what I get to do. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I do agree. I mean, this is, I look forward to my Sundays with you. Um, it, it is a constant. It is something that I can rely on, even though we had to take a week off last week for all those other things you mentioned. Yes. Um, in terms of recording, but yeah, it's something I, I look forward to and, as a result, the thing that you and I love to do is, you know, enjoyed by other people too. So it's like, you know, there's so many benefits to it aside from, aside from the people listening There's also, I don't think people realize how much of a, a healing thing it is for, for me and you Yeah. just to be able to do it and connect and, and kind of recharge and, and just kind of shut off all the other moments of the week uh, while we're doing this. Totally. And we knew when we started this journey that we had something 
that was deeply needed in the world. And for you and I, I know we'd be satisfied if it was like, or fulfilled with this goal, if it was one listener or two listeners. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that we've gotten such a a large amount of feedback and praise and suggestion for topics and and that we have these listeners that are just they're tuning in to us it just feels beyond my wildest dreams yeah me too i love the engagement too i love the interaction i love hearing the stories that are yeah. resulting from whatever story you and i are telling that day um i mean i think even just in the last podcast there was a lot of people who or last podcast that aired you know people told their own stories mm-hmm. as a result it was like oh my god thank you so much and here's what happened to me right and then even the listeners can talk to each other that way i thought that was pretty awesome to say it was amazing i mean it's exactly the kind of engagement that a show like this it's the heartbeat of the show i mean yeah. it really is like we're speaking to our own experience. I'm often speaking in response to an experience that you've been through in terms of your cross-dressing, your gender identity, your dual gender identity, but it gives other people a platform and a chance to feel heard and mm-hmm. feel seen when they hear a story that, that they felt so very alone in that moment. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to um, mention that. <laughs> That whole setup process and my kind of um, ability to step outside of this experience, yeah. this podcast, and be like, hell yeah, you know, like <laughs> in a bigger way than usual, yeah. you know. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, we are, this will be our 21st episode. Wow. Wow. Right. And who would have thought that the beginning of COVID would have let us here? No, never. Never. Had like I not met you. Oh, had I not met you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so true. And I think about that so often. I mean. I do too, yeah. It's, it's a, an amazing blessing that just has been placed, as I told you last night. And I think we're messaging. It just feels like this gift box that has just been <laughs> placed down into my universe. Just being like, this is the time. Yeah. You want to build is. it? Well, there's going to be this thing that happens yeah. to the entire world and we're uh. going to give you no choice and no more excuses <laughs> and no, you know, like you're just going to dive into it. Don't you hate when a universe tells you you have to do something? Ugh. Or like you've been ignored. <laughs> well, I think it's my best friend, Oprah Winfrey, that mm. said like the universe will continuously give you signs and signs until it's like whooping you over the head with it until it's like literally shaking you and being like, you have to face this now. Gotcha. Well, right. I would agree. I would completely agree because I think we've had this story before where a year ago, October in 2019, I was in a trans conference and somebody had said, oh, you should do a podcast. Mm. And I was so like, nope, no way. Nobody's going to want to listen to me. And COVID happened. And then I met you. If we hadn't done, had the COVID movie watch party, we wouldn't have connected. You wouldn't have sent me your ideas and we wouldn't, you know, long story short, here we are. And I think I needed that additional voice. I think I needed you. I think I needed your voice to be a part of it because I didn't want to talk into the void. Yeah. I needed you. We needed each other in such a profound way that it has resulted in kind of this supernova manifesto. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> um, That's going to be the yeah. title of our next book, Supernova Manifesto. Oh, I like it. Should I write it down? <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I will. I'm, I have my notebook. Supernova Manifesto. Like it. It also could be uh, Supernova Manny Petty Festo. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and it could also um, see. I try it. Side sidebar. Yeah. I've been trying to say, "Oh my goodness," because of all the people that like, you know, growing up, I would be like, "Oh my god," and and then mm. the mothers would be like, "We don't say that, Julie." So I'm out of respect to the listeners that are more religious. I'm trying to say, "Gosh." instead of okay. God, but it's really hard and it's not in alignment with my authentic self, but I'm trying. So that's like a little all right. fake thing. I mean, but all that up. means is that you are aware of how it may carry and you're yes. trying to adjust. So that just means you're mindful. I really am. Yeah. And I'm willing to change. <laughs> As we all <laughs> should be willing yes. to change. Consistently. Yeah. I use an example. I was having a Zoom session with my therapist and Remy was in the other room watching TV and I was just like crying hysterically. I was just like weeping and she comes in and she looks at me with her, those beautiful big brown eyes. And she said, mommy, are you okay? I said, don't worry. This is good. This is what I pay for. This is healthy. This is a good, she, she goes, mommy, I've just never seen you cry like that. And she kind of paused. She didn't put a period on the, I've never seen you cry, but she just like, was like, this was kind of a new emotional experience for her. And I feel like 15 years ago, or maybe 10, seeing your mom cry would just be like, yeah. And and you know how like you you and I always talk about you, you, you we've talked about this a couple of times where you've said you know it really frustrates me when like people just don't know that they can just like look it up themselves or that they can just I, and then you attribute it to like a personality type like you're I'm just someone who just like has an idea and I look it up and I make it happen and for me like you and I have talked about this a little bit and I said you know it's kind of in my nature especially with this virtual world to ask questions like I feel like it's it's really um, embedded in me to connect with people and kind of find out information that way not because I'm lazy but because for so long I was so very shy so very shy. I was a freaking mute. I never got my needs met because I didn't ask. I didn't think I had the right to ask. I didn't think as a female, I grew up in a place where I was to be seen and not heard. And actually I wasn't even seen. I, I didn't know what that meant. So for me, when I don't just Google it, when I do, you know, reach out and be like, what does this word mean? It's because asking and having that dialogue is very healing to me. And it's something as a female that maybe a male may not have experienced, but something as a female, like we, it is vulnerable for us to ask for help. It is very vulnerable and it is um, vulnerable to ask questions. So I believe that part of the reason why I do reach out and ask questions that of course I can Google. I just don't think to, because that's not within the practice that I've worked so hard, you know, to 40 years old to get to a place where I can reach out and say to my friend, I don't know the answer to this. Do you, or what do you know about this? Because whatever answer you look up, isn't necessarily going to be the answer. It's just one answer. Mm -hmm. And 
so there's a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole lot I can say about that. <laughs> um, but I think it's deeply connected to my womanhood. Well, I was so. gonna, I was gonna say in response to that, you know, we were talking about like how we manage things we don't know about. Right. For me, it's like, from my perspective, I don't know if it's a male trait or not. I, I, I'd like to not think about that stereotypically, but me is like, I listen to what people say. I take in what they say, try to apply it to me. And that's, that's where I, that's how I've gotten to where I've gotten. I've, you know, I've listened to the stories of people around me. At first it was people like me that I was trying to learn more about myself. And then as you branch out a little bit more, you start hearing other stories from other people who have different trajectories and paths and journeys. And then you keep, I keep asking myself the same questions. Like, how does that apply to me? Is that me? Did I just hear my story in a different way? And I've always kind of felt that if I stop asking the question, you're right. There is no one answer. There's no, even no one question. One question leads to 20 answers. And I keep trying to like, just build up that profile of like, okay, how does it apply to me? And now what have I learned? And how does that apply to somebody else or possibly apply to somebody else? I mean, you and I have done the, what does the word transgender mean? You know, a while ago, uh, that two, two parter episode, and a lot of what I learned was based on just listening and then researching and, you know, finding out more stories and, listen, you know, and then listening some more and just keep expanding that knowledge base so that you have a, a richer grasp on things outside yourself. Hmm. Yeah. That so makes sense to me. Yeah. So I, I try to do both, meaning like I understand what you're saying. It's like there there is something to be said about the vulnerability for reaching out and asking somebody because one, you're admitting you don't know mm-hmm. whether it's inferred or not. The other person could say, Oh, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's got to come to me. Um, there's that feeling of vulnerability. And then there's just being vulnerable about like, what are you gonna learn? How are you gonna take it? Are you gonna get the answer you're looking for? Or you know, what does that lead to? There's so much open like Sometimes to- it means it's just words. Like sometimes I'd be like, what does this mean? A part of my brain, I, I, I'd be lying if I said there's a part of me, my brain that knows that I could just Google it. I don't even think about it. Like, I'm just like, wow, I'm old enough and brave enough in my not knowing that I could just ask some, someone how to spell this or what does <laughs> this word mean? For real, like, what does this word mean? And I don't even, and even if you send me a link with like the Google to that word, that would be more loving than you looking at me and typing back, why don't you look it up? Because there's like a vulnerability in asking and putting myself out there and saying, I don't know this. I'm asking someone I trust. It comes from a very vulnerable place. I can't speak to the fact that it's every woman's strategy. Um, I can speak to the fact that having a learning disability made it clear that I had to advocate for myself to be brave enough to ask questions. And I don't want to sit in the idea that I feel stupid and just feel stupid. There, there's, I've been kind of beaten to a pulp in terms of what I understand versus what the world understands, that whole concept of knowing more and knowing less, that I have just, a lot of myself believe that I can't look it up, that I can't just know, that I have to be inquisitive or just settle in the idea, this old story that I don't know the answer. And, and oh my will. gosh, that's okay. 
Like, what about that concept? It's yeah, like, that's true too. Right? That's another that's, thing to yeah. factor is like, there was always this idea in school that either you know the answer or you don't. Right. And if you didn't, that's a bad thing. And that's a bad thing. And there's yeah. one way of learning. Oh, yeah. wait, Howard Gardner, there's multiple ways, you know, <laughs> multiple intelligences out there. Oh, wait, like, so I don't know. I don't know how we got into We this. Yeah, we got, well, yeah. you know what? <laughs> Oh, we're always in the weeds, babe. Always in the weeds. I love the weeds. I do. That's where I thrive. Although I can't really see over the tall grass. Um, okay, let's put a punctuation on this, which is I will just say I love that notion. I love what you just said, which is there is not you know or you don't know. There is degrees of knowing and degrees of not knowing. And it doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you right. It doesn't make you better. It doesn't make you worse. I, I will tell you, I will tell you, I, I, well, sure, but I will tell you this, I am very non-technical. Even though I'm in a very technical field, I very don't care about technology. I am not looking for the biggest, best phone. I'm not like all up on the latest tech on everything. You're better than me, which has annoyed you <laughs> tremendously. <laughs> it what? has. Oh, yeah. We have examples of... I mean, I have examples in my head of moments where you're just like, I'm not good at technology. And I'm like, but you work in tech. You're like, oh, I hate that. And like, we've literally That's been true. late for recording. Like it, it went on for an extra, meh, it could be two hours that you <laughs> kindly gave to me because I couldn't figure out how, oh, what to do on the mic That's and how to, where the input and the output. And I mean, yeah. And here, here's where my empathy came in because it wasn't because I didn't know the answer. And I was like Googling it on my side as you were, we were Zoom calling. I'm like, okay, we'll try this. What about that? Okay, now you share your screen and show me what you're doing. And I was just like, I was just so desperate. I just wanted you to, you know, is that me being a male? Is that yeah, what, was that me being a male and being like, I need to fix this? Or was it more of a, we're a team and we need to figure this out together? Well, I completely checked out and, and totally depended on you probably because of the, you know, the man part of you and just assume, or maybe if you were a hundred percent female, I would still be like, everyone knows more than about technology than I do, which I, mm. I really do. A part of me believes like my daughter, even last night I went into my husband and like woke him up out of a deep sleep. I'm like, I don't know how to turn off this goddamn remote. <laughs> like it's just, you know, it's, it's not even a smart remote. It's just like, you have to hold down this little tv icon and mm. and and i just i i do a part of me does feel like my mother who can't even she gets my brother to order amazon gifts for my child because that kind of technology part it's just not either she wasn't interested in learning or i mean i can say that well at least i can order something on amazon so there but i can't even like figure out the doordash app and how to put it on my phone and how to do that like there are stuff that i have just turned a blind eye to because within my soul i'm like i'm just someone that doesn't get that kind of thing yeah but really there's a dependency on my husband and if he wasn't there oh my god i'd have to figure it out like really there's that kind of internal thing that i have struggle this yeah. beautiful wonderful man that i can ask to help for help with this that right. i'm kind of de dependent on You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk or at Living With Crossdressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H-A-U-K. 
And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fox and Hanger or at MTF Style, as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. <gasps> the Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor, copyright 2021. Yes, nailed it. We would love to hear from you because your story matters. Please comment and share on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix Podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix Podcast underscore.